0: BAM Radio Network. Now, what do you say to math teachers who say they can't use these different apps, they can't use these different things, because there's only one way to teach math? With
1: this and how you can truly differentiate instruction, it's a game-changer.
0: Welcome to Every Classroom Matters. This is Vicki Davis, the Cool Cat Teacher, and you're listening to the show for busy teachers everywhere about the best practices that matter. Let's get started. Today we have Monica Yvonne. She's eye paddling through third grade in Bellevue, Nebraska. Now, Monica, today we're going to talk about how you've transformed your math part of your classroom now that your math textbook is on the iPad and you're doing so many things on the iPad. Tell us a little bit about your workflow and how math works in your classroom.
1: Sure. Well, I feel just like guided reading, it's really vital and important that we individualize and differentiate our math instruction on a daily basis. You know, another important factor that we always need to consider is that it always ties in with state standards as well as our district curriculum. So how we start our day off is um, in our one-to-one classroom, I've created courses for each of the topics that we have on iTunes U. And I do this in all curricular areas now. And students have a daily math spiral and a problem of the day that we begin the day with. And after opening their assignments in iTunes U, students then export their work to Notability. And after the work is completed, this is the wonderful part, we check the spiral and problem of the day using Reflector, and what's wonderful about Reflector is that, as opposed to paper and pencil when children wrote it, not all students got done and they would just fill it in, with using Reflector and it being airplayed in the classroom, accountability became 100% because students didn't know who was going to be called on to share their work. Mm -hmm. And the important process of sharing their work isn't necessarily the outcome of the answer but the process they took to come up with their answer. Um, I use um, Group Maker to kind of select students randomly, which works out perfectly so they're always on their toes, not sure who's going to be able or who's going to be called on next. And then once work is completed and it's checked, just like it would be on paper and pencil, but this time using Notability on the iPad, they mm-hmm. send it to Google Drive and their parents are able to view their work at home, just like they would when I sent paper and pencil home.
0: Well, you know, you have so many more apps, and, and our conversation today is being based on an incredible post you wrote on April 9th of 2014 about how you're using all of these apps. But you have completely blown some people's minds. I mean, what are you putting on iTunes U? Is it a video? Is it, And how long is it?
1: And actually what I've done on iTunes U is in our math curriculum, there are different chapters. So let's say our chapter is on multiplication. So I actually create an iTunes U using district curriculum, focusing on the multiplication unit and the multiplication chapter, and then we go from there.
0: So they're going into iTunes U and they're either seeing a video or they're seeing handouts or they're seeing some kind of material, is that what's happening? Exactly, or
1: something they have to create or something they have to analyze or something they have to show they're applying, you know, using an application for.
0: So your bell ringer, is it in iTunes U basically, is that what you're telling me? Exactly, yes iTunes U is where I form all my courses and all subject areas. Wow, so they come in and they know immediately to go to um, iTunes U. Now, your textbook is also on their iPads. How does that work?
1: Well, and what it is is actually I had to go through Puffin Academy to do that. Now, we're getting a new reading curriculum this year, and it actually will be available on the iPad without having to go through another app to have it accessible. Mm
0: -hmm. Excellent. Now, the other thing that you talk about is you took all the apps that you use and you aligned them with Bloom's Taxonomy. So I was hoping we could kind of talk through to help people see the progression of how you're using these apps. So when we started remembering, what are some of the apps and the tools that you use when you're at the phase of helping students remember things?
1: And it's interesting because when I look at Bloom's Taxonomy, first of all, they think you need to use the language with the students that you teach. And my students is very much part of their vocabulary. Mm -hmm. So let's say we're practicing our multiplication facts, I say look at the iPad menu, more on remembering, pick one, but we're going to focus on multiplication today. And so there's Mm -hmm. some student choice involved also. But we actually don't spend as much time um, on the remembering of Bloom's taxonomy as we do the higher level with the creating, the evaluating, and the analyzing. Because I think that truly shows students' critical thinking, um, their creativity, and actually showing what they know and showing what they learn when you talk about um, using the whiteboard apps mm-hmm. on there where students can actually show their knowledge.
0: So, what are some of the apps you suggest that your students just know how to do if they actually have to try to remember something?
1: Oh, and I tell you what, they are a whiz that, it. matter of fact, if some of my students could be here now sharing it, they would probably do it much more benefit than I <laughs> Explain Everything is a big one the students use. You know, you look at 30 Hands, EduCreation, Dessori, those are all whiteboard apps where children can actually apply their knowledge share their knowledge, and then as a teacher, you really see and evaluate if they've really learned the information or they know the information or the concepts being taught.
0: Very good. And then you move up to understanding. What types of – you, I, I see that you have students actually access content at Khan Academy. How do they look for and in, in find that type of content?
1: Um, and actually, there's a way to assign it via the teacher. You know, on my account, I assign so it makes sure it's aligned with our district curriculum and the state standards. Front Row is another one that I really have fallen in love with, and the students have. And the other nice thing about Front Row in Khan Academy, of course, it ties in with the Common Core standards. But these are things that are my students can use at home, also.
0: Now you move up to applying, and you like ScreenChomp and Keynote and Sketch in some ways. How do you use those particular tools at that level?
1: Well, in ScreenChomp is another whiteboard. Where uh, matter of fact, we uh, my students used it for parent conferences. They had to take one of the math concepts that we were working on. Some picked um, three-digit multiplication. Some did four-digit subtracting across zeros. And they actually made a video on there um, that their parents were able to watch during conferences, and it was part of our conferencing. So the students are actually, once again, showing what they've learned and showing what they know.
0: Then we move up to analyzing. And you really like one I've never heard of. You use DreamX, and, of course, you're a big fan of Notability. What is DreamX? Um,
1: DreamX actually is similar to Poplet, um, and it happened to be one of those apps that was free for the day, and I was able to download it on my student's iPads. but very much similar. Um, We used it for a fact family tree for multiplication. That is a big concept in third grade. And Notability is actually one of our go-to apps pretty much on a daily basis when it comes to, like I said, the daily math and the Mm -hmm. problem of the day, which is an expectation our district has that the students complete.
0: Now, I'm fascinated, and and I think I'm going to try this one myself, uh, at the evaluating level, Ask 3 and ThingLink and some of these others, but what does Ask 3 do?
1: Oh, and that's actually a bummer because... They actually, their uh, three is no longer around. Oh,
0: no. Well, what are you going to replace? Because you were actually, students were able to peer review and help each other. Is there a replacement? Supposedly,
1: they're going to be replacing it with another app, but I haven't heard the updates on that.
0: Oh, goodness. Well, we definitely need to look for some more peer review then. Now, we get to the top, which is creating. And you have educreations and 30 hands and stick around. What is 30 hands?
1: 30 hands is similar to explain everything in educreations. The one thing about, I know, 30 Hands, they just this summer came out with a free and pro version. And since we had it downloaded on our iPads, I noticed ours is the free version now. So I'm not sure how that's going to change or what that's going to look like next year when it comes to using our curricular areas, using 30 Hands. But once again, it's a whiteboard app where students are able to show their learning and show their work.
0: So, Monica, I was thinking about you today. I was reading, uh, I'm rereading Harry Wong's book, The First Days of School. And on page 30, he says something that blew me away. He said, this model of teaching has no research to support it. Assign chapters to read. Answer the questions at the back of the book or on a worksheet. Deliver a lecture and have students take notes. Show a video or do an activity construct a test based on a number of points, and control the assignment of grades. Effective teachers use proven research-based best practices. And so many times as I travel, people say, I can't use these new tools because I'm a math teacher. Now, what do you say to math teachers who say they can't use these different apps, they can't use these different things because there's only one way to teach math?
1: You know, and I would totally disagree with that. Students come to us on so many different levels. And every grade. And the one thing about using these apps, first of all, the iPad and the apps for learning tools. It's how we use them as educators and teachers and how we use them to enrich and enhance our curriculum that makes all the difference in the world. And that's what makes the magic of learning happen. The one thing I've been able to do in my classroom, and I haven't been a one-to-one classroom for long, is that I have truly been able to differentiate my instruction and meet all my students' needs which in the past, and I mean, I'm going on my 29th year in the education profession, you always felt like you hit and missed a few kids along the way. Mm -hmm. But with this and how you can truly differentiate instruction, it's a game changer, not only for students, but as a classroom teacher. Another thing that I really need to mention is that student engagement has increased 100%. Students are always on task. They're always doing what they need to do. And learning is happening at its best for each student in my classroom.
0: So, Monica, there's some beginning teachers, and you've completely blown their mind. You've shared so many apps. Uh, what is your advice to the beginners about how to keep up and how to get started by truly being a better teacher in this way?
1: And You know, I know I'm blessed in my district because I did go through an Apple Foundations training class and then selected to be a one-to-one iPad classroom. And we're lucky enough to have a monthly collaboration meeting to learn from each other. I've read lots and lots and lots of blog posts in all areas, you know, in math and reading and how it makes a difference in student learning. You just have to keep up on the latest research when it comes to that. Now, we also have to remember that how we learned when we were in school is not how our students are learning. I mean, their world is completely different than ours growing up, and that's where we have to make sure we're keeping up with what's best practices and what's best for them as 21st century learners.
0: Absolutely. So I hope that all of you listening will follow Monica Yvonne. I'm completely blown away by her blog, iPaddling Through Third Grade. Uh, we've just talked about math today, but she has so many resources in other areas, and she's really somebody you need to follow as you develop your own best practices. Remember that your classroom matters, these students matter, and it's important for us to update our teaching and our pedagogies to 21st century just so that we can reach our students and be amazing teachers. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Every Classroom Matters. If you think today's guest is helpful or inspiring, will you share this show with someone else? I'm Vicki Davis, the Cool Cat Teacher, and I'm here to help, so give me a shout-out on Twitter. And thank you for making the best practices here on Every Classroom Matters part of your busy day. This program is produced by Accretive Media for the BAM Radio Network. Thanks for listening.